Welcome to 2013. Is Pumped Up Kicks still on the air? Is that what's going on now? Are the I, kids still pumped up and... Sh- I don't know what Pumped Up Kicks is. You know, all the little kids with the Pumped Up Kicks better run, better run, outrun my gun. No? Is that... Uh, that's a Foster the People song? Yes. Um, that's the only thing So I that would have been shortly after I took over the record store, and I feel like a lot of people were ordering that. Okay. Um, which, but I don't know what that When is. did you take over the record store? Uh, what would have been 2000. 10, 11. Okay. So, yeah. You know. So there yeah, might for be some, some reason, there's like a marker in my brain Got of it. people wanting that song. That's what I That's what I associate with this time period of... I mean, I turned 30 mm-hmm. in 2013. I, I turned 30 now. Do you, do you think that uh, 7, 8, 9, 10, however many years away uh, the present is, uh, people are still listening to the Foster the People record? I still hear it everyone. That, well, not the record, but that right. song every once in a while. Was there another hit, or was that it? Uh, to my knowledge, that was the only... That's To my knowledge, that's the only song they've ever put out. <laughs> I know that's not the case, but that's, you know... Right. The way it, my brain goes. Uh, should we see what's playing at the yeah, old yeah. movie theater? What do we got? Uh, number three, Iron Man. Yeah, bad place to start. <laughs> like it's a good movie. I've seen the first one. I don't think. I mean, you could have skipped. You, we could. We could. I think you could watch three without two. Two was by far the weak point of the. Which is the one series. where there are many Iron Men. That's three. Okay, so you've seen that one? <laughs> no, you just, I, I've heard you tell. You of remember the, the trailer, Iron Man? Yes, got it. <laughs> uh, but uh, oh, but Pain and Gain is the other one. Pain and Gain. Ah, we're in just a Michael Bay loop. Is Michael Bay responsible for this uh, time travel thing? He's just like up in his box office numbers. When we're back numbers. in here, we need to ask the computer if it, if, if they're sponsored <laughs> by Michael Bay. <laughs> that would explain a lot. This is an unlikely Michael Bay movie, though, right? Like, I don't know if this is so, remembered very well as like, oh well, yeah, Michael thing. Bay movie. I remember this. Like, I've never seen. I've never seen Pain and Gain, but for no, some reason, it's on like lists of people I respect as like huh. the good one. <laughs> Have you heard? I have not heard that. Okay. Um, but I, it seems silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would watch not, it for the silliness. Right. Like it is probably better than the third Transformers movie. It can't be. Well, could, can it be worse? It could be worse. God, is the I thing. hope not. Um, I say we watch Pain and Game. Yeah, let's do this. Okay. Let's just get it over with. Get back home. <laughs> My name is Nick Rennis, and I believe in fitness. <laughs> you start and end with that, baby. Hell yeah, you do. Well, not with Nick Rennis. No. That would be 
amazing. Yeah. What if I was just like, what if this was our life? That we just become a bunch of gym bros? Yeah. And and rob people? Yeah. Or kidnap people? Well, I, guess. I was more, refer- I think it's more likely that you and I start robbing people than it is that we become gym rats. I don't know. I, th- I feel oh, like, really? I feel like, you think the goodness in our hearts would override? I wonder if there were like two or three weird decisions away from being gym, gym bros. <laughs> like, like what would it take to get you and I to become gym rats? Well, okay. There are people like tangentially, tangentially. Yeah, that, that word. <laughs> tangentially in my see the steroids are already kicking in get yeah how your uh, balls doing <laughs> massive or small sweet small. okay <laughs> so yeah you're fine <laughs> that was just a tell <laughs> um uh there are people uh tangentially in my life who are unlikely people who are really into like lifting really yeah like people that, that i would know like people who on social media will post normal stuff and then suddenly them deadlifting however much i have those people too yeah yeah it's like all these english majors are suddenly like deadlifting stuff and it's it's very strange yeah yeah which i prefer to like the crossfit thing 100 percent. you know but uh yeah a lot less churchy (laughs) yes there's there's less feeling of anything being organized about uh, a man alone lifting a heavy object (laughs) (laughs) i how is that not a thing like cross lift like it's not just CrossFit, but like literally like, like, you know, <laughs> of course I'm going to deadlift yes. this, you know, 30 foot cross. Of course. God. Um, so we watched a Michael Bay movie, the second Michael Bay movie that we have watched together. There were some absolute tells that this was a Mark Michael Bay movie from like cinematography, like camera moves and stuff like that. Yeah. But other than that, this has got to be the least Michael Bay E movie that I think I've ever seen. Well, that you've ever seen of his or even of oh, other of I see people who are not of Michael his. Bay. <laughs> Everybody owes something to Michael Bay, even Truffaut. Right. You I, know, like <laughs> there's something a little Michael Bay about yeah, this yeah, like, like black and white French <laughs> new wave thing. <laughs> Nymphomaniac just had like this much <laughs> Michael Bay going on. Yeah. Well, I could see it. I, I, wow. That would be a fun fucking thing to go through and just like pull out the this things scene. that are absolutely could be not, but could have been influenced by my yeah, feel feel influenced by oh yeah. my god like a weird supercut of like well like there's the weird like in the Lars von Trier thing yeah a thing that he gets in trouble for a lot is he's doing things from a feminist perspective but showing the brutality of women yes. and so as a result there's a lot of just like very visceral like glorific like not glorification uh but what's the word I'm looking for oh my god I can't think of the word where you're like gratuitous yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I feel like, you know, this as a R-rated Michael Bay movie. Yeah. He is, you know, I will say though, a lot. Did feel like since we just watched Transformers not that long ago. Right. It's like what, three weeks ago, something like that? Two. Two weeks ago. Um, I actually feel like as far as the ex- exploitive th- there were shots in this that I think you could like from on their on their face seem more exploitive. Yeah, yeah. But often like contextually were not more exploitive because there were a lot of like ass shots of women, but they were like either they were at a strip club or they were at the pool and like, and there's a lot of like, certainly a lot of male eye candy as this movie is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like very, very Like I wouldn't say equal necessarily in the gratuity because none of those women had lines. Yes. Um, but like (laughs) uh, I would say that because like the eye candy in, 
uh, Transformers has no context. There's no reason that you're looking at these asses. There's no reason that like, and there's no, like no story. You find reason? yourself in a movie theater thinking, why am I looking at these asses? <laughs> many, many times, but mostly because of this damn computer. Yeah. By the way, computer, are you sponsored by Michael Bay? While I cannot give out the personal information of the ruling body that dictates my directives, I can say that I am owned by Complete Entertainment, a subsidiary of United Industries Incorporated, a registered corporation in the Cayman Islands. For media inquiries, please contact our publicist, the Platinum Digital Media Initiative. I don't feel like we got much of an answer mm. there. Suspicious. Mm. Hopefully um, it doesn't come back to bite us. This is so it's it's also fitting that we watch this now because this is his next movie after Dark of the Moon. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh his cheapest movie since Bad Boys. That doesn't surprise me. And honestly, I think it's better for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's none of the I mean, maybe there is, but the, like the half hour explosion <laughs> fest. Yeah, yeah. You are actually watching real asses. Correct. <laughs> and and a story rather than Robot mechanical asses. asses. And you can count the digital hairs on the butthole that are transforming into all uh, of the nuts. Yeah, yeah. Are, and by, by nuts, I mean like the metal things, not the yeah, yeah, scrotum. Not my giant ones. Correct. Um, uh, we have a trio of actors here. We've got Mark Wahlberg as Daniel Lugo. Yep. We have Dwayne Johnson as Paul Doyle. Correct. Uh, he's also known as The Rock in some circles. He is. Uh, I think at this point he was mid trans transition from The yeah, Rock yeah. to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. At this point now he is fully just Dwayne Johnson. Right. And eventually he will just be Dwayne. an emoji of a rock. <laughs> over Dwayne yeah yeah uh and Anthony Mackie as Adrian Dorbel those are like the big ones the big ones oh well and I would also add um Tony Shalhoub sure yes yeah 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 absolutely um and then like late in the game but like certainly important Ed Harris which was very strange because that, that, that voiceover starts early and I was going oh is this is Ed Harris in this and then yeah he yeah isn't right and it's like that's a weird narration I kind of clocked that and thought like was this read as like an Ed Harris type Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, and then and then he's like, and then he shows up. He's like, oh, yeah. That's that's a lot of that's a lot of foreshadowing for somebody who doesn't have a lot of depth as a director. That I assume, <laughs> sure. Um, but I don't know how you felt about this mm-hmm. overall. I, I'm conflicted. Oh, I'm deeply conflicted about this movie because it's either possibly art, uh huh, or a good movie because <laughs> the thing is like i i enjoyed it i sure. liked it i thought it, it, it i think it held together it didn't have any of the michael bay problems the like quote-unquote michael bay problems yeah it kept my attention there was actual pathos pathos i don't know how you say the word and some of the best performances from these actors that i have ever seen like this may be the best emotive performance from dwayne johnson i've ever seen i think that i think that he is he's my favorite in this which I did not expect at but all. But also Anthony Mackie gave a n- crazy nuanced performance. Sure. Yeah, the performance. I don't think you can fault the performances. I, I'm conflicted about this movie um, for a lot of the same reasons that I think you are. But I, I think I lean more into I hate this version of this movie. And I really. We wish somebody else had made it. I Yes. I kept thinking of the sort of like House of Gucci thing of like, this is a very compelling story. Yeah. Which I love. 
but the I wrong don't person know made it. why Ridley Scott is the person to tell this story to me. And I don't know exactly why these people are the people. And my reasoning for that comes actually mostly through the end of the film yes. when they do the like here the real person yeah here's the real person whatever and it like slapped me in the face that i was like oh this is a coen brothers movie it's the mm. s- the snowballing of bad decision bad yes. decision bad decision in over your head it's the perfect coen brothers movie and i feel like the coen brothers version of this is the grittier like when they show these dudes in the photos they are not good no, looking not. cool dudes and they're not that jacked comparatively right well who is um (laughs) seriously (laughs) but uh but yeah you know like that that version of florida man who is in over his head i'm into that dark and this is a dark it's super dark it's it's very dark i'm not saying that his version glosses over any of this no i feel like there's a grittier version that i really would have loved that also sells more of the faux american dream like there's no there's no chance that these guys have of cracking into that yeah where they were like the the thing that kept shattering my belief in that was yeah really just like everything is so beautiful like all of these humans are pristine beautiful you know like yeah whatever that that the 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 overly exaggerated american thing yeah. that goes on here that also michael bay doubles down on in transformers as like no no this is the message like I know. america is good and this is the thing that and this is where i can't tell if this is art or if this <laughs> is a good movie because I think what you're you're leaning into is it's a good movie and somebody else could have done it better. Yeah. But the thing that I'm I, I and this is where I keep warring because I'm I'm agreeing with you. I'm agreeing with you. I'm agreeing with you. And then I'm going, but he stuck it and he, he did. like he did and he did it like what to me it was like he did it by making everything do the hyper version. He did it by like everybody is 60 pounds of muscle bigger than what is actually physically possible. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Like Dwayne Johnson put on so much weight for this role. All of them are fucking jacked. Totally. And what it it almost felt like here, look, I'm pushing the American dream to its breaking point. It broke and people are still going like, this is the thing is like, I remember watching this going like, I am not convinced Michael Bay is smart enough to make the movie he's making (laughs) because this is, potentially right brilliant yeah it's like in that way it's kind of like the video game or cartoon version of the movie yes but you know live action yes um and in that case like if that's the goal like michael bay is kind of the guy that you want for that and that's the thing is i was this just (laughs) right like it made it really made me like question a bunch of my because like honestly i would go like you put mark Wahlberg, you put uh uh and so i'm sorry Dwayne. i I mean i I, I like you, but like you put you and Michael Bay in the, like you put those in the three credits and my brain immediately, I discount it. No, oh, for sure. I will not ever give you credit. I, I, I thought that for sure this would be my least favorite thing that we've watched. Maybe even worse than Transformers. Yeah. And I found that despite its insane length. Yes. Which I do believe is insane. It is too. It, the uh, thing is though, is like, I don't know what I would cut. It is no. too long, but I don't know what I would cut. Yeah, I feel like I feel like you could c- get like 20 minutes. Like it's not ne- never back to back. Right. But, you know, there's like just stuff that you could maybe less of the torturing of the guy. You d- they did go over like, yeah, I think you could get to finding the notary faster. <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, but 
having said that it was a very entertaining movie like okay so when when we saw transformers i said like this is my nightmare movie because this is what i think all movies are and this is why i don't want to go to movies yes because anything that is billed as a fun action whatever starring x y and z is just like i feel dumber coming out of it and the um even the conflictedness that i feel is is a signal to me that like, okay, I don't think that you would get that in a lot of those movies. And in fact, having just seen transformers, I know that there's a gut reaction of like, fuck this. Yeah. Fuck this. Fuck this. 100%. And I had some of those feelings in that, but I, I don't come out of it as like, fuck this movie. No, I, it's a fun movie. I did like, it did make me more socialist. Like, honestly, like I came out of it going like, yeah, that's the fuck. Like they personified the exact problem because stupid people see the American dream as unattainable, but they're like, or they see it as a Like it's the carrot on the end of the stick that they, they don't realize you cannot get to. That's the entire point. The American dream is not actually possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they are exactly the mark of the, the Trump thing of like, you could be me. Yeah. And Um, no, you can't. Right. (laughs) You know, and that's the, I like watching i think for me like the um the scene where they it was the uh neighborhood watch thing that uh-huh. they're doing like was so <laughs> insanely well done yeah like watching mark Wahlberg be mark Wahlberg because that's the thing is i like I have a lot of respect for Anthony Mackie. I've like just in hearing him talk in interviews, I have a lot of respect for, for the, for Dwayne Johnson as, as a, I think he's a reasonably intelligent person. I don't have a lot of respect for Mark Wahlberg as mm-hmm. an intelligent person. I find him kind of the acting version of Michael Bay. <laughs> sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I do like Tony Shalhoub. Uh-huh. I think Tony Shalhoub also puts in an insane, like he is unlikable on a level. Oh Yeah. That's like, like, I love, I love like there is like when he deals with the cops and stuff like that. And he's like, there's no, like, I understand fully why they just don't believe anything that you yeah. said happened. <laughs> right. Um, God, I, I, I'm going to take a little weird deep dido cause I got to get like purged out Please. of my brain. There are so many people in this movie who are about to break huge that hadn't yet when this movie was like Anthony yeah. Mackie hadn't done has it wasn't Falcon yet. Um, rebel Wilson had, hadn't done it. Like, I think she's about to do all of her, uh, um, the dumb singing movies that I can't think of. Yeah. I don't know but who the she that, like, is, but yeah, launched yeah. her yeah. into the stratosphere. Um, who else is in this? Uh, Oh, uh, Ken Jong. Ken Jong is like, oh, right. like it's pre community. It's pre, yeah. is it pre community? Uh, no, it'll, it's like concurrent maybe, but or, it's like, yeah, yeah, he isn't, I don't think, I think it's pre hangover. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, no, no. 2013. I don't think so. Okay. I just felt like he hadn't blown up huge yet. Sure. I guess if he'd done hangover, he'd kind of, but like, he'd but even transformers three, even Rob Corddry. That's true. He wasn't saying, Oh, the Rob was. Corddry thing. Yeah. But like, there was all these people who were like, they aren't, they are like massive names now. Yeah. And aren't like, weren't then. Yep. Um, and then even to go to get, to get Ed Harris, in a sure. Michael Bay movie? Yeah, totally. I don't I mean we well, I guess he was in The Rock, which is a Michael No, is my is, it, is The Rock a Michael Bay? I'm going to go I'm going to I'm going to go dig through the files really fast. Give me a second. There's an IMDb folder here. Okay. 
Yeah. My, uh, so The Rock is a Michael Bay film. So Ed Harris did have history with Michael Bay. Blown that, opportunity to get The Rock in The Rock than Michael Bay. That is great. That would have been ideal. And also, oh, who, would he play the Sean Connery or the... He'd play The Nicholas Rock. You play the, he would just play yeah, he, Alcatraz? Yeah, yeah. At the end of the movie, it zooms out and you just see <laughs> it's that it's on. like been in his like, eye. eye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm into it. <laughs> but... <laughs> I'm going to be hung up on this because I can't tell if this was an accident. Yeah, but I, I'm pleased to have have watched it. Honestly. I enjoyed them. Like, that's the thing. I enjoyed this movie. Yeah, I don't think I'll probably watch it again. Sure. But like I am putting like if I if somebody like put a gun to my head and said put it on a list of something like I'd put it on a movie on a list of movies that like have a decent message, <laughs> which is insane. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, so, uh, it's the, and it, yeah, it's the true story of the sun Jim gang. Um, real thing. Um, which yeah. is nuts because it, it does feel like, it does feel like the places where they took liberties were not the most insane parts of this story. Right. And really like the only thing, um, that I, uh, read about here that is like, kind of inaccurate yeah is that there were just like more members of the gang right like i think dwayne johnson <laughs> is, is like an amalgamation of, a few of people. people yeah yeah which is un, un, like that makes me a little sad because of the his arc yeah um so uh it's set in 1994 um opens in october 1994 and you get this like it's funny to me because it's 2013 and in movie world, that means that everybody has figured out what explosions in the sky is because of Friday Night Lights. <laughs> and so you get the like post rock trills of. Yep. And it's I was so just true. like, wow, this is like in that one way, there's a weird time capsule moment yeah. for me. Um, totally. <laughs> um, because I think that that's kind of aged out now. A little uh, bit. I think it still exists as like a, you know, emotional, like heightened yes. element. Um, but man, I feel like 2013 is like perfect peak. Like everybody who doesn't know what post rock is, is putting post rock into no, you're their, right. their things. Um, and you, you are immediately hit. It, uh, I was anyway with the Michael Bay color saturation oh. of just like, you yeah. know, like your eyeballs are going to be fried for the next three hours. It's interesting because it, 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 do, it also does feel a little bit like the, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the most refined version of the color palette too, because it isn't like I, the first transformers is sat, so hyper saturated in yeah. the, 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 the purple and or, or the blue and orange uh -huh. that it's, that it's like an inhuman. <laughs> But like this feels like no, just everything that's blue is fucking popping and sure. everything that's orange yeah, is yeah. fucking popping. Like everything's just like <laughs> it pops on a, an a crazy intense level. Yeah. But it also wild. never to me gets into. Uh, oh, what's his name? Who did Domino? Uh, speaking of Ridley Scott, Tony Scott, like Tony okay. Scott territory where it's that hyper contrasty, like gr almost like looks like you can see the, the grain and celluloid. Grit. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could see that. It, could, and it has that like I feel I don't know if this is, um, you know, strictly a Michael Bay thing from uh, probably bad boys or whatever and on, but I feel like it has become at least a trope for this is set in Miami. Oh, here's for the sure. colors no, Bam. for sure. <laughs> and it does like it, the whole thing reads as, as Miami. Yes. And I will, it, it is interesting because Miami does feel like, weirdly a character in this but very silent in the sense that like you're not being reminded like this is miami this is miami this no. is miami yeah yeah but everything that happens even along the story 
it's like, oh, this could only happen in Florida. Oh, it's Florida shit <laughs> for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And how many of these sorts of movies are there out there in real stories? Right. Said in Florida. It's so it's, many. It's insane. <laughs> like it just like it's a combination of like heat and and uh, humidity <laughs> and alligators and you just get insanity. When you start feeling that sticky. Yeah. You're going to start acting out. Weird shit happens. <laughs> um, and it also starts with a thing that I did not like about the movie, which is the here's what I think. Monologue things. And I'm on the, the fence like, on them. It just didn't it didn't seem super necessary to me. And in a lot of ways it would like kind of rapid fire in a way where it was like, wait a minute, you just cut this guy's monologue off right. to start telling somebody this. else's. And like it, it, I didn't even gain anything from that. You know, like it, that like as it progresses, you kind of lose that. And then occasionally a character will suddenly do that again. Yeah. It and wasn't it consistent felt just like enough. a weird device that, yeah, you weren't using it. Uh, anyways, it bugged me. It, it also, there are other directors who use it better, which is like, like I kept thinking, speaking of, we could have watched Iron Man three because there is similar ah. like, narration bursts, uh-huh. but Shane black just knows how to use narration yeah. in that way where it's just like, like a kiss, kiss, bang, bang. He's like, but it is also one person. Well, and this almost felt like a device that you would use if, like uh, you were being introduced to a character who was now telling their version of the events that you've just seen. Yes. When really it was just like, Oh, now I'm meeting this character and he's reflecting on the, the one character that you already know, you know, which I did like, there was a handful of them where I did like the perspective, but it didn't save the rest of it. I did. I also like, as like it did set the, st- the, the, the tone of going, my name is Daniel Lugo and I believe in fitness. Right. <laughs> like I actually, sure. The book ending of that actually worked for me. Yeah. I think that, I think that it probably would have been more effective for me if it was just all told from his perspective, mm-hmm. you know, like, I don't think like, I don't think that you lose any depth on the rock. No, I th- without his monologue. I wonder if they had only used the convention where they broke the monologue into other people's once, if it would have been so much more powerful, like Maybe. it only been Daniel Lugo. All yeah, the that's through, And then at one point you get like this, bam, cause there, I think, I feel like there's one in the middle. Uh-huh. It's like when they're all like blowing their money yeah. where you're getting this like, and I think at that point, if you'd only used it that once, yeah, it might have worked. I'd buy that. Um, and so, yeah, we meet, uh, Daniel Lugo. Um, he's an ex con kind of, yeah. And, Cause what did he mellow? Like not what ends up happening. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't remember the full backstory. It was fraud of some kind, right? Like he got people to invest that did. Yeah. It was basically like a pyramid scheme sort of thing. Um, and, uh, he's a bodybuilder. Yep. Um, He's a trainer. Yep. And he's, uh, he's spending the first portion of the film, um, trying to get a job, which I also think is funny because we just watched Transformers, which is the whole first part of that movie is him trying to get a job, including God, there is some, I, do you think that Dan, like Daniel, uh, that's not, uh, that Michael Bay was, had but read pain and gain. Maybe because there feels like there's a lot of things in the fourth or that transformers <laughs> that I'm thinking about it. it like it is that lined up. Um, and so he, he ends up getting hired as this manager of the sun gym um, from Rob Corddry. Yep. And the one thing that I noticed is that the, the office that they interview in, which I don't think is the same office that you end up seeing Rob Corddry in the rest of the, the, movie. Rest of the movie. You're right. No, I think is even the same office that they use for John Malkovich when really he's get, it has the same like weird white, um, 
like wall divide separator uh-huh. things. Anyways, it just like struck me as, oh, this is the same setup as the movie I just watched and the same room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, was it just me or does, was Rob Corddry the least Rob Corddry you've ever seen in this? Like, yeah, I mean, I didn't recognize. I was like, I know that. Who is that? I love Rob Corddry so much. Like it's it's funny to me that like probably the one person that I've seen anything of in this movie is Rob, Rob Corddry, Corddry and I've seen fucking everything, yeah. you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, he just didn't love fe- him. Like he, it, he'd taken like the edge off of his entire performance. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think he was trying to be a serious, but like, especially the scenes later where he's being kind of blackmailed. Yeah. Yeah. Are, I think I, it's like, Oh, he's, I forget that he actually can like act for sure. I mean, it's harder to make somebody laugh than cry. Um, punch him in the nuts if you're <laughs> uh and uh so uh daniel's now the manager of the sun gym he's promising all of these things you don't know if he's going to deliver and then he does and then he does uh and you get the uh like guitar riff uh-huh. uh montage of yeah he's uh, giving out these free memberships for strippers um he promises to increase the membership by 300 percent in six weeks and he does exactly that right. and he does it by and he does it by like actually for the time, good ideas. Like yeah, he, yeah. they aren't, he doesn't, he, it's not like a grift. He just like, Oh, if I give, yeah, if I basically make it free for strippers to, to work out here, they're going to choose our gym because it's free. Yeah. But that also is going to bring in like, like lookers. Yeah. Essentially. Totally. But then he also like, which he, you become as right. a part of the viewing audience. <laughs> right. But and here's the thing. This is where, again, we're like tipping into, is this art or is this a good movie? Like just Michael baby and Michael Bay. The thing is, is like the move here, no matter who the director is, is this montage needs to look like a Michael Bay montage. Yeah. For you know sure. what I mean? Like it doesn't matter who's directing. Yeah. It. Those guitar riffs you need. And you, you need know, like, like <laughs> yeah, the low crazy shots of just asses in the pool. <laughs> and the thing is like, yeah. but they actually have Michael Bay doing. Yeah. But that's the thing. The decisions are correct here. And my <laughs> experience, there's only, I would say one shot where to me, the Michael Bayness. The Bayham, I think is, is that what they call it? Is it? I think it's a thing. Bayham. Love it. Um, was wrong. Uh-huh. It was a wrong choice. Which is? It's, it's later and I can't remember. It's right when he's being arrested or it's, it's a, one of those crazy, crazy low shots that they do like the hero shots that it's like the, like the bad boys, like crazy, yeah. crazy low hero shots of Lugo, but he's at the, a crazy low point in, uh, and it's like, this is the wrong time to use. <laughs> and it's like slow motion. Sure. I, um, so the yeah the color saturation thing didn't bother me another thing that bothered me about the movie and it was a michael bay thing is scenes happening and the camera just swaying back and forth yes like in between as two people are talking and i was just like stop moving (laughs) right just commit to the movement or don't (laughs) um man i don't know why that just like drives me crazy um but it's like this. I think it's this part of his thing of like, well, I have a really fucking long movie. I, it's I, supposed to be action packed. So if so two people are talking, you still have to propel people forward by moving at least the camera. Which yeah, I don't. It's just a decision that I don't agree with. Right. Um, uh, we are quickly introduced to um, uh, Adrian right. uh, in the gym who Anthony Mackie puts in like like the guy who's just trying a little too hard. Yeah, yeah. He's like not as built as the other guys. But wants to be. Still very built. Oh, jacked, yeah. Um, uh, and so he's on steroids. Uh, he's got impotence problems as a result. And then that's kind of like his running gag through the right. whole thing. Um, 
And uh, one of uh, Daniel's clients is Victor Kershaw. Yeah. Um, Played by Tony Shalhoub. Yep. Um, Who, (laughs) fuck this. Like, he played that guy so insanely well. Like, the guy who's constantly, like, treating people he knows make significant, like, way, 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 way less than him as 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 financial peers, uh-huh. but it's more of like this weird power dick move. Totally. You know what I mean? Where he's like constantly just throwing, it's like, you know what it's like to have a, like a, uh, you know, a play, uh, like a cash stash in, in the Bahamas. Right. Yeah. It's like, this guy is barely making rent. If that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so as a result, um, you start getting the like envy feelings and, um, you know, it's starting to come out in these monologues. Like I'm going to take this guy's life, yeah. you know, like not, not as in, uh, killing necessarily, Literally but like, I'm going to just like everything that is his yeah. is going to be mine. Yes. Which is like, that's an interesting, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, it's not a flawed and flawed protagonist. I can't think of what the term is like. Where the where the where the protagonist of the film is like the bad person. I can't. Oh, right, not right, right. Antihero, but like, sure. But it's an interesting like that is a very dark. Oh yeah. Drive. Like everything you have, I am going to take from you with the intention of you seeing me beat you. And it's helpful that Kershaw is extremely unlikable. So unlikable, you know, and, and in fact, uh, to the point that like, it's almost not even believable that you would say, I want this guy's life because he's kind of intolerable and yeah. like, he's not a cool guy. No, you know, no, like, like the thing he's like, I love that. He's like, you know, the Schlotzky's by the airport. <laughs> The like, Schlotsky's oh, franchise by the, by the airport, airport is his thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, <laughs> and it's and all these things. And unfortunately, like you, you're also watching Daniel, like you're seeing the, like the intelligent level that, that Daniel Lugo's playing out. Cause he's like, Oh, I love that place. Uh-huh. But the, it's, it's that. And then there's a couple, there's several moments, especially when he's dealing with the uh, John, is it Johnny Wu? Yep. Is that the name of the, yep. uh, we're about uh, to be introduced to him too. Right. Like all of these things where the narr- and this is a, this is why I think that I, I want the narration to stay mm-hmm. is because the scene you're watching is a guy being taken advantage of by uh, like a, a it's not even like a mass mar- it's not like a pyramid scheme I don't even know what you call yeah I mean that's, it's not a it's, con artist I, I would call it a pyramid scheme maybe, because the there's no person who, there's no levels the person who's doing it though is like praying on, you know like yeah it's televangelism it's televan it's non-religious <laughs> yeah. televangelism yeah like just the, it's those it's i mean it's Tom Cru- personality whatever it's tom cruise in uh, magnolia yeah, yeah like it's the like self-help guru who just basically says platitudes and creates all yeah. this stuff. but he's it's like he's being blown off hard by tony by by uh johnny Wu. Yeah. But his narration is like, he was helping me. He took me under his yeah, wing yeah, yeah. as you're watching him go like time's up, like get the fuck out of yeah, my face. Yeah. yeah. So Johnny Wu is uh, based on a real life guy, Tom Vu, Which, um, who apparently was everywhere. Like this guy being. Yeah. Yeah. And like everybody knew who this guy was via commercials, whatever SNL was spoofing him. You Got know, like it. it was that level of like public consciousness right. on um, like infomercials I, in the middle of the night. I mean, 1994, I, I wouldn't know, but like I had not heard of this no, person I, before. Um, they're immediately replaced with a billion others that yes. you do recognize. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> my I mean, guy. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so he teaches them how to be a doer. 
Yep. Uh, yeah, are you a doer? <laughs> are you a doer or are you a do Yeah. Just like, I love the don'ter. Yeah. Um, he uh, was also actually more famous in real life for being a poker player. Uh, he was like World Series of Poker champion sort of guy. God, okay. Which also like totally yep. fits. No, that I mean, makes sense. And his whole thing basically was he's encouraging... Um, like flipping. So real estate yes. is a big one, but okay. really anything that you can buy and, and then sell, sell to people um, with markup. Yeah. yeah. I see. Um, I mean, that, that tracks with mm-hmm. also Ken Jeong could like be like, if he wanted to go <laughs> evil, I think he could do this really well. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like he has the, that weird, like get in your face energy. Yeah. But yeah, he was known for having like a harem of, of babes that like, he would bring to the front row of right. his thing as just like, here's the proof. Yeah. I did know? have a wife, but now I, I sleep with one of seven and yeah. I was like, fuck. <laughs> Cause that's even like to a certain extent. That's like, I don't know. Did you, you know, how long ago did you watch Magnolia? Or oh, have you it's seen? been a long time. But like, like I just remember being like the misogyny, like the misogyny yeah. off of yeah, Tom yeah. Cruise is like this ugly, like almost like violent. <laughs> yeah. And this one is like, I don't even, it's a weird different. It's a different level of misogyny, but almost darker in some, some cases. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Anyway. Um, yeah, I fully agree there. Uh, and, uh, last part of the puzzle and the final person that they pull into this is Paul Doyle. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, at this point, Daniel is like starting to scheme. He's saying that he's going to need a team. Uh, he's, uh, bringing Adrian in, but they need one more. And he's like implying like we need the muscle right. or whatever, and you it, know? And I think it's just a kind of bow, happenstance. Bow, bow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, so we get introduced to Paul Doyle, who is, um, likewise an ex con, uh, and now a sober born again, Christian God, Like when they did the flashback with the, with Dwayne Johnson, like just huffing cocaine. Yeah. I, that that was a moment for me. It's like this wouldn't ne- like this cannot ever happen. Like <laughs> this is the, like the last time you've ever seen The Rock do anything. And that's the thing. I think what I liked about this is like I actually saw Dwayne Johnson's acting chops. Because yeah, totally. He, he played an insanely sympathetic, yep, uh, uh, like person who unable to to control their own addictions. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, amazingly well. Yep, and and a role that I don't think that you'd see him play Never now again. because he's like he is supposed to be very family friendly. Yeah. So like he can't do an R rated movie like no. this. I don't think none of the thing he couldn't do anything because like the stuff. But like watching his conflict of like even the stuff with the uh, Lugo's girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Slash, uh, uh, what did she call herself? She spy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, th- they're introduced to him and they basically f- sort of like immediately are like, you're the perfect guy. Here's what we're doing. We're going to do illegal <laughs> things with you. And yeah. he's going, no, I don't do that anymore. I cannot like, guys. No, you are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, so he's, he's basically refusing them and then becomes kind of a reluctant participant when he is kicked out of his halfway house. Kicked out of his, is he gets <laughs> He gets hit on by a priest, which is also like, I really love this scene because like the predatory thin statured short guy. Yes. Like touching the rock's shoulder. Yes. It's just like, damn. It was also <laughs> the back and forth of what, it, what how that happened. Cause it, it does this thing where he like touches him and then it cuts to him getting like, basically it looks like he walked away and doesn't want a part right. of it. And he's like, why did he do that? And then it cuts back to the scene of him 
almost mur- yeah yeah almost or actually mur- no he doesn't actually do he it. doesn't he beating the shit out of him yeah um and the, the, like the homophobia in this is so like palpably 90s oh yeah you know what i mean like it it is weirdly but and here on the, it's just on the nose but it, it also such a, like obvious like oh it, but also in a michael bay way that i'm like is this mm, real homo- is this real homophobia? is this real yeah. there's like a 2013 like no homo vibe about this that i'm like ah, right i know you know like with the, and i feel like he even plays with it when they're like dissecting the corpse or whatever and they're like in their underwear together and it's like Oh, is this supposed to be like, oh, but, two jack but that's the thing, the is it, is it homoerotic? I don't know. Is it, is it homophobic? Is it homoerotic? Adam, is it I both? do not know. I don't know. I don't know. What are transformers? <laughs> Still not completely sure. Are tra- is this movie transformers? <laughs> if you told me the rock was a real life transformer, I would, or if you had me tell you what human I believed might be a transformer, probably the rock. I would also accept Christopher Walken. <laughs> That's a funny transformer. Yeah. Um, definitely an Autobot. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) but yeah, there's like weird. I mean, it's, it's not weird, very overt homophobic content, but it also feels appropriate to character, but you're right. What I can't tell is what is the film. Are we satirizing it? Yes. Are we just showing it? Are we embracing it? I don't we know. Doing? I yeah. honestly don't know because yeah, later in the underwear thing, it almost feels like we're tipping into homoeroticism <laughs> and, and not in, like in actually a, like a good way. Sure. Yeah. And like a lot of the, like <clears throat> it's super like everybody, anytime they can, every guy's got the shirt off. Oh yeah. And is in like, you're seeing just yes. masculine, like it's super horny. Oh yeah, absolutely. But then yeah, you're like, Everybody is glistening constantly. Yes. And I, and this is the thing is I can't tell, like is Michael Bay poorly attempting at doing satire by going like these guys who cannot get enough of the male form and like are just obsessed with each other's bodies and touching sure. and talking and like, and doing this thing, but have this like cognitive dissonance with, with their beliefs. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't believe as a filmmaker, you are smart enough to make that. <laughs> and it doesn't, isn't clear enough right in this. Yes. Uh, yeah so uh, what yeah yeah um so we have our trio they're gonna do shit uh and we get the like slow motion walking to gangster paradise cover which is great cover cover and here's a weird question that i have i believe all of the songs i mean you have a lot of needle drops in this yep all real yep needle drops for an inexplicable reason to me the gangster's paradise thing is a cover it isn't later though isn't it do they play it twice? I think it's at the end. They play it over the credits and it's the original. I think so strange because yeah, obviously they're doing like 1994 jams is the thing. I mean, you know, and, and when they queued this up, I was like, wait a minute, this isn't the actual song. Right. Um, really strange. Uh, I was, as you can tell, I get hung up on the music shit, like explosion in the sky. But that's fair. Yeah. I also, I wonder, like, I know that like that weird Al had a problem with Coolio cause it was cleared all the way through and they actually released the song. And then Coolio's people oh, right. came back and said like, no, I think we didn't told me this before. It's yeah. a whole thing. Like, <laughs> and like, cause like weird Al's whole thing is he always, he doesn't legally have to ask for permission, but he always does and won't, won't actually do parodies of things if people aren't into it. Right. Um, and Coolio, like 
It wasn't clear on whether his people okayed it and he didn't. Uh-huh. Whatever happened, he was like, Coolio was not happy <laughs> that it had, and, like, but from a like, this should have never happened. Right. And, but I'm sure. wondering if like maybe Coolio and his people just aren't great at communicating. So they thought they had it locked in and they're like, we don't. Yeah. So yeah, we'll just do because, because with, with rights on music, there's two rights that you have to have. You have to have both the orchestration and the performance. Right. And uh, my understanding of working with the like BMI or ASCAP or something. Yeah. It's whatever, <clears throat> when you work with uh, my understanding with film from talking to the filmmakers is that it, whatever you apply for first is usually very cheap mm-hmm. and whatever you apply for second is get you. really expensive classic and so a lot of people will do the needle drop like specific- in the music industry adam are you telling me that that's suspicious i know There's weird some, right like, weird shit happening i would never have thought it yeah um but that's also why you'll see in a lot of indie movies figured out like oh what we'll do is we'll get the recording rights or not the recording rights the not the performance rights but the the orchestration rights and then either get a band that we know to cover it or yep. find some other band and then you're basically coming at it from two the, the two inexpensive and then you've got yourself like an original soundtrack that you can release on a record store day. 100%. And in all honesty, like in some cases, I think it worked out better. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The fucking chef. I don't know if you, I don't know why you'd watch, but like chef, the John Favreau indie that he did, like basically he's like, I've done too many giant studio films. Uh-huh. I need to do something where I'm like, it's just me and a camera. Yeah. Um, like it's all indie needle drops. Yeah. It's a great, it's a great album. Yeah. I, I don't have a problem with it. It's just weird it was, that you would have case, one song right. that is very recognizable yes. as Coolio, yes. not be Coolio. And it's a, it's like a, yes, it's a, it's a very weird. I, I did love this, this next montage though, of them fucking up, uh, kidnappings is some of the funniest shit I think Michael Bay has ever done. <laughs> yeah. So we get the kidnapping thing. Um, and then, uh, once we've like actually, kidnapped right um we start to get into and this is pretty much where i feel like you've got 20 minutes at least that you could remove yeah and i think a lot of the like a lot of the critic critical problems with this movie are the like torture porny uh aspects or which like is funny because it didn't, it didn't hyper violence whatever it wasn't super violent in where I, and maybe I'm just like jaded from what has come out. I since. feel like I am very jaded about it. And like I, you know, like torture porny stuff. Like, yeah, it's unfortunately, as an Internet human, yeah. it's just like, what you know, whatever. Right. Um, but there's something about and I think that this speaks to the performances. Yeah. That um, are so like human. Yes. In this cartoon that you're watching. Yes. That like you know, when it culminates in them having to kill the person and it's like urging them on, you know, like it's botched That's attempt, fucking, botched attempt, botched attempt. Fucking it is painful. Extremely difficult to watch. Yeah. And in watching, a way that is refreshing. Yes. Like it's not just like, boom, a person's dead. Who cares? Right. It but is, you're also watching like hierarchical <laughs> dynamics between like two yeah, of them like, ganging up. How on do I put this Paul? on your conscience? Right. Uh, and then at the end of it and then gaslight you into, you know, uh, <laughs> it's so uncomfortable. It's really uncomfortable. And I think that there is some of that in the kidnapping, you know, like up to and including like them kidnapping the guy and piecing out with the, you know, just being like, okay, so you're in charge of him now. Right. And it's just like, what? Right. I don't, I don't want to, <laughs> Like, well, you are. Cause I've yeah. got, you know, right. I, the, during when they try to murder and also, Oh God, the, like Paul and getting him drunk. Yeah. Like when he's been sober for halt, like yeah. that was so hard to watch to begin with. Yeah. But then like when he's drunk and very like, 
it's so like, and they get him in the car and they're trying to like, yep. You know, crash the car when they like, they finally like the crash the car. He survives because he's like seatbelted and everything, right. blah, 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 you know, and he's drunk. So he like, yeah, survives it. Of course he does. <laughs> and then they like, finally, we're going to light the fucker the fucking thing. Like as soon as they lit it, we're walking away. There was like a palpable relief. I was like, okay, this is finally over. Yeah. And then him stumbling out of the car on <laughs> car. fire. I just like viscerally went, fuck. It's so grim. Yeah. The whole thing. And like, whatever they don't kill him they can't <laughs> apparently like and like when they did the tire and I, like i was like shit they're gonna they're not and i remember actually going like they're like oh fuck they're not gonna kill him yeah yeah which is an insane thing like this is again is this fucking art to put your yeah. audience in a perspective where they're so uncomfortable where they're wanting they the guy want to die to end it. yeah yeah i don't know uh regardless they quote unquote kill the guy mm-hmm. uh and uh the rich bitch I will say this is a, the big thing. My my complaint, if I have like going to put like uh-huh. Tony Shalhoub's acting when he's wounded, uh-huh. like with the weird not being able to speak. Yeah. With like with with a left pick of the bit of like it was over the top. And, and Tony Shalhoub's better than that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. You know, like I could tell like, oh, this is Michael Bay going. You need to like up, 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 the, more, like, more, more. cartooniness of like guy with head bandage and crutches or whatever you know he's way more damaged than like any of the things yeah 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 you know what i mean absolutely yes um so uh we get through you know them uh, taking everything basically we've we also skipped the notarizing thing while he's still alive they're getting all of his shit basically and they think they have it all under wraps they get his signatures and then it's not notarized they figure out what a notary is i enjoy that whole bit because it's a rob corgery element yes and him being very precious about what a notary is i mean to be fair i've met a couple notaries (laughs) that's accurate really that's weirdly really i like I, you, because i have that attitude of notaries that's just like what give do you everybody do? a fucking stamp right Who cares right <laughs> but like i've met the, the handful that i've met just in different like they're like usually kind of like rob cordry-esque where they're like a little slimy but then like you talk about this and they're like weirdly precious where it's like no like that's that's a solid vow yeah. i'm not going to like that's so funny can anybody do it yeah, like could it, you or i just be yes, notaries yes we go through the you know online course yeah they, it doesn't take much and that's the thing is it, it like it doesn't take much mm-hmm. but yeah you become you do get something instilled in you i guess um so uh kershaw we find out is still alive um and he has hired ed harris yep uh as a pi um this is a portrayal of ed dubois the third in real life it was so the ed dubois character is an interesting one for me because i don't see him as I see him as very neutral. Sure. In the sense that like, cause like, and what weirdly became more interesting to me was when he becomes the catalyst at the PD mm-hmm. where he's basically like, you guys fucked this up mm-hmm. and you like need to do what's right. And they were basically like, well, if we admit to it, we, we fucked this up. That's going to be a big problem for us. And it was interesting because like they don't make him seem like I, and I think this is like all Ed Harris, like just being, because I don't like on the page, it's simply just a guy going like, oh, fuck, I can't like I can't like I'm getting pulled into this shit again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like Ed <laughs> Harris makes it much more nuanced and interesting, I think, where he's. Yeah, like he's he's not a cardboard character. I don't know. It's he's not a cardboard character, but it was also I had a hard time with him because of like 
and I think this is just Miami stuff that I don't understand. Right. But like the fact that like a twice retired PI has like the fanciest house in any of the, right. the you know, it well, felt anyway, a little bit just like, hmm. Because I think like the idea is like he was with the PD forever, got his pension yeah. and like, you know, did everything correct. Right. And then, cause I think the PI thing was like, didn't they say his dad? Yeah. 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 And he just resurrected as a, like something to do. Right. Yeah. And he's, you know, selective about what cases he's taking on. You know, he goes and visits Kershaw and is basically like, I don't even know if I'm going to do this. Right. You know? Um, yeah. I don't know. It, it was a weird, I like Ed Harris a lot. Um, and it's uh, a weird role for him. It's a, yeah, it's a weird role for him. And, but I mean, he gave it legs and he gave it like sure a bunch of stuff, but yeah, I don't know if it's a, it's an interesting, I mean, like as is with like every criminal based story, like at some point you find yourself like hoping that they get away with it. Yeah. 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 Of course. Um, this one was harder which I, I actually think is to Michael Bay's credit. Like, yeah, yeah. So like, I don't look, they need to like, you need to get Paul help. And the only way he's going to get help is he like this ends. Yeah. yeah. You need to like Anthony Mackie is not going to, was it Adrian? Is that his character name? Like Adrian's like holding it together, but at some point it's going to fall apart. Yep. And, and honestly, like Lugo's a psychopath. Yeah, totally. Like he's like, he's basically running the neighborhood as like the neighborhood watch guy. Like, yeah, it was, that was very like, to me, it was like, Oh, it's just Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. 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 Like this is what Mark, like I think he straight that, up tells his neighbor that his last name is lawnmower. I did like that. <laughs> I did love that. Tom lawn. Is that what he said? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, they, uh, eventually, uh, the gang is privy now to the fact that Kershaw is in fact still alive. Right. Um, and Which, we use, I will say that the, the, the dumb line joke in the hospital was some of the funniest, like they literally like, this is the like actually easiest method yeah. of getting like a wayfinding and they couldn't, they spent hours. Yes. Not be able to follow the right. Sure. I fucking love that. Um, and it, then we come down to like a star 69 situation too, which right. is also very fun. And Rob Cordry is like, how did you do that? Yeah. Love it. Was, I, I feel like that was an improv line just from sure. You know what I mean, cause yes. like that feels very Cordry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so there's also like this weird brief, in in this portion of the movie, there's a, a little lost here. There's a lot of these like very fast cuts of scenes. Um, some entire locations are introduced and never seen again in like the span of 20 seconds. Yeah. Like there's that weird like uh, when uh, Kershaw's like the like abandoned race track the, or whatever it is. Baseball stadium or something. Right. It's like, whoa, this is a weird scene. Oh. Never where were we right where are we what is that because that's <laughs> somebody found an insanely interesting location and it, yeah that's what it felt like it felt like that was on a list of locations that they were like ah oh, we gotta find some way to what if we put Kershaw here for the, like yeah <laughs> yeah um it's super visually interesting but like i feel like it was not given any you know like they could have just been standing in a park right someplace we also like i want to do a quick because we've we've breathed over her mm -hmm. and i i just want to she's not in, really super important to the story but i i love the girlfriend so she's missing really something miss belarus uh-huh uh feels like she gets second in miss universe comp and is like angry about it so she basically was like i need to get to america and then uses a coyote to basically get her into into the u.s mm -hmm. um she then uh, is a stripper she wants to be a movie star mm -hmm. and daniel lugo somehow promised her that she would star in a music video that she thought was going to be a movie. Right. 
that somehow parlays into her fucking him. And she's just so, so nympho like she's such a nymphomaniac that he passes her off to Paul. Right. In order to like, by telling her, her that he works for the CIA and he did enjoy that. She's going to pull him, her in. Yeah. 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 And that Paul is also working for the CIA and they need to pretend to be lovers. Yes. Which basically means they just need to be lovers. And she's infatuated with the idea that he is in the CIA. Correct. Yeah. Which to my knowledge, at no point does Paul realize that that's the story. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like Paul just thinks this woman is having sex with him and says weird things about spies every once in a while. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah up to and including like uh, going like, uh, yeah. Marky Mark's telling like the neighborhood kids. Yes. This story. Yes. You know, like yeah. you think that's pretty cool, right? That's a spy. <laughs> right. Oh, no, that's right. That's right. I used to fuck her. Yeah. Gave yeah. her to my friend. That was the stuff with the kids. Like I felt perspiration when those scenes were happening. I'm just like, God, this is what wrong. a scum fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I, that whole thing. I just wanted to bring it up because it was yeah, in, totally. and then like at this point too, like the neighborhood watch Dwayne Johnson's like fuck, like his, his Coke problem is so bad. Well, so and yeah, he's playing such an amazing <laughs> Like right. half in, half out. Yeah. Like this arc of him coke addled is insane. Right. And so that's uh this becomes a problem. So uh it basically gets to the point where he's blown he's all blown of his all money. money. And so now he's coming back and saying, like, we need to do one one right. more. And I know this you know, guy that I don't like because he hit on my girlfriend. Yep. Um and yeah, we get there you mentioned this earlier as something that you liked. I think you said you liked it and it was something it reminded me very much of the monologue thing, which was oh. the like, uh, you know, like an hour and a half into the movie, Dwayne Johnson does a line of Coke and it stamps up like a fight clubby slide of like cocaine side effects. Right. And I was like, what do we like? This is not a device that you use regularly. No, that one was weird. Yeah. The where I like it was the one, one word or one or two, like it's a one or a sentence where this is still a true story was that was the sure. Because I don't know how else you were like, and it, and for some reason, the, the one where you did like the side effects yeah. thing, I don't know why they did that. There's something you about did, the, like, did. this is still a true story that to me read as like, bro, can you believe this? Yeah, totally. It's like, yeah, I know. I'm like, I don't need to be told. Like the, I didn't forget. The thing is, is though, like with a Michael Bay <laughs> I didn't movie, miss the first part for of the me, movie. it was like, for me, it was like Michael Bay going like, no, no, no. I know. Usually sure. I make this stuff yeah, insane. Yeah. This isn't me making it insane. This is just fucking. Like, yeah. That's where I, cause yeah, I do think it was like a bro. No, this is real. <laughs> But like, I almost needed it for a Michael Bay movie. Sure. I could see. I that. don't know why the, the, the cocaine one in particular really did remind me of fight club. And then I thought yes. a lot about like, I feel like this movie owes a lot to fight club. Actually, yes. there's a lot of tonal things that happen. Yes. And even those monologues that you know, he didn't the, like, do well. I am the, you know, like yeah. that, that is no, you, you also shouldn't like <clears throat> steal from Fincher. <laughs> but you cannot ape Fincher. You cannot, right? Like unless you're going to do 130 takes of every single thing to gate make it perfect, you cannot f- out Fincher. Fincher, yeah. Don't try. Um, I will say one of the most surprising and delightful uh, parts of the movie yeah. for me happens here uh, when Doyle gets hit with the die packs in the salon. Yes. <laughs> I thought it was so surprising. Like, of course it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why it wouldn't, wouldn't. but for some reason, him getting blasted in it the was face amazing. with green paint yes. in front of all of these people. Was well, he's like such a delight. Well, he's going, while well, he's trying to like, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. It's, it's all fine. It's like, bam. Oh fuck. You know, just like, it was so that whole sequence, like 
he hits like he actually has it sort of planned out like he hits the guy at the yep. right time to get away yep and then f- it's him fucking it up every step of the way where he's like you could have you could have actually gotten away with like stealing a bank totally drop. this is one of those w- what i interpret in nick brain as like a perfect coen brothers movie device yeah. no for sure that that I think Michael Bay does really well. Like yeah. the, his, the whole action scene basically of him stealing the money, getting hit with the dive, then eventually showing the, up the, to the, the wedding off. with, yeah, getting the toe, <laughs> uh, and then showing up to the wedding, just like, you know, foot wrapped, covered in paint, right. um, wet, wet. <laughs> um, I think that, I think that Michael Bay pulls off well. Yeah. And I, I actually thought like, I think that this is a odd instance of him having to show restraint, Yes, because like everything is, you know, like the biggest explosion that happens is the paint, yes. which is actually not a thing, but it has to be surprising. Yeah. And it works <laughs> and disorienting, but it can't be the like, right. you know, like and everything has to be really tight and, and close. You're totally right. And like piggybacking on that, the only sign of the paint, like it's like they're making a big deal about the paint, which they should. Yeah. But it's only in his beard. Yeah. Which, like, if it, it feels like with Michael Bay, if it was Transformers Michael Bay, he'd be, like, from, like, his waist up would be green. Trailing paint. Right. Vapors. Right. Yeah. But, th- like, really, the only thing that's, like, hasn't washed off is the stuff in his beard. Yeah. And it's so good. Because yeah. he just, like, he's doing that coke, like, you yeah. know, as he's got, like, and he looks insane. Totally. Um, so we need to do one more score. Um, and, yeah, we're doing the phone sex operation. Um, right. Uh, so, uh, we do the like case, the joint sort of thing. We're going to present him with this investment opportunity, um, which like goes off without a hitch. So weird. Like again, true story, but like it is fucking wild that, you know, somebody could just walk into your house with, a uh, you know, a presentation on a clipboard point at it and be like, here's how much money we're asking for today, sir. Right. (laughs) Well, and weirdly, the part that I didn't buy was that they would just come over to Adrian's house. Sure. For like, like a level of. Yeah, right, right, right. Quality. I don't know. <sighs> yeah, that's true. It was just a weird. Yeah. Thing. Um, and so we get the off the railsness of that whole scene um, where you get the like very intense accidental killing of. <laughs> I didn't like I saw it coming and then they didn't do it. I was like, oh, so they're just this is just fucking with it. And then I was like, oh, f- God, they did it. Yeah. Head smashing with uh, uh, weights. Right. And I actually, I liked war, like uh, Mark Wahlberg's build up here. Like yeah. it felt a natural, like no one underestimated. And like he hit a nerve and you're watching a guy who has anger problems. Sure. Everybody's probably using uh, steroids. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like get like self um, um, gaslit you know the, you know they were like watching him just like it rag, wrapped up ranked up and then like slight missed up slight missed up it's very it's very fargo-y yeah you're right it's it's very yeah. coen brothersy um and uh so he's killed they decide to trank his wife so just to like we'll deal with this later right. sort of thing but we also need her conscious because she has information um and then you get the off the, the like extremely uncomfortable off the railsness of like needing to keep her tranked and then accidentally giving her too her. much and then a really convincing like freak out of like oh fuck aid this is where i thought like yeah, like yeah. he's like i like anthony mackie i've seen mostly do uh, Falcon now in the, in the Marvel universe. Yeah. And so like he has, he basically, it's not one dimensional, but it's not far. <laughs> and like his, 
Mo- I, I think with a lesser actor, it would be so overacted. Yeah. But his level is just like, it's a very pragmatic, like, what am I going to tell my wife as he's cutting out these tiny squares and going, I'm solving the problem. Yeah. But when she comes home and you're like, he took like the main chunk of blood. Yeah. yeah. But blood is. And then other weird little I'm, square. Yeah, yeah. It's everywhere it, still. And it's very, it is very believable. That thing of like the tunnel vision yes. of like, I need to take care of this. I this need to thing take care right of here. this. I've done it. Yes. I've done the thing. It's as okay. good as I'm going to get it. Yeah. <laughs> I can make up an excuse for the other stuff that I didn't get to or whatever. Right. When it is so clear, like this woman has walked into a murder scene. Yes. <laughs> I, yeah. He, and he's like, uh, when he's on the phone with them and he's like kind of, on the top of the like the toilet, toilet tank, like crawling into yes, the corner, trying to just get away. Yeah. Because this is the first time that like he has a death on his conscience. Yes. Directly. Yes. You know, like he did the thing. Yep. Um, uh, fucking so good. Yeah. Uh, so now we need to get rid of these bodies. Yep. So we get the like crazy dismembering scene Which, uh, and disposal scene. They're very worried about fingerprints and everything. So they're windexing everything, including the bodies. And then they're like, wait, what do we do about you, the actual? I was gonna say, can you explain the, can you explain the, I, and I, I thought this was just playing like, this is their dumb. They don't know what they're talking about. Why were they trying to get, were they trying to not be able, be able to identify the bodies? Is that why they were trying to get rid of their hands? Yes. I could not figure out. I like, think that they at first were worried like, oh, their fingerprints are going to be on stuff like in the house. You know, they're going to know that people right. were that th- this was the last place that they so were we'll get rid of their hands. So we they can't. but it starts off with them being like, we need to get rid of the fingerprints that are on stuff Wait, that belongs like to our, us. Right. And then it becomes, oh, we need to get their fingerprints gone. Right. And so to do that, they just fully remove the hands and then also barbecue them. I think they're supposed to be like burning them so that they. Yeah. Yeah. Anymore. And then I, I, I will say like the Paul like psychosis, like coked out psychosis mm-hmm. that him just like barbecuing people outside is one of the funniest fucking things. Like him just blithely, like turning hands. Also the most Florida thing. Like yes. anytime I see a shirtless dude now with a grill outside, I'll be like, he could yeah. have human remains in there. <laughs> I loved the, like, and like as things are just, it, did, there was a, a movie a few years before that called, um, very bad things. No, I don't think I've ever even heard of it. Uh, it was one of those movies that like during when I was in high school that came out on VHS. And so I watched everything at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically these five friends and they go to Vegas for a bachelor party and the, they hire a stripper to do a personal thing in their, in their hotel room. And, um, it's Jeremy Piven. That's who I couldn't remember. And like, basically she insinuates, like if anybody's willing to pay more money, she'll have sex with you. Mm -hmm. And so he like, they're all drunk and high and they're like, you know, egging him on. It's like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. And like goes in the bathroom and they're like having wild sex and he is crashing around with her and basically smashes her into a wall to like, while having sex. But, uh, there is a towel hook and goes through the back of her skull and kills her. Whoa. And then, uh, he's freaking out mm-hmm. and I, can't, I feel like Daniel Stern's in this movie. Okay. It's a really, it was treated like it was going to be this like really funny movie, but it's, it's basically watching a group of, like, so they go, then go to home Depot, get all like, get the, the plastic wrap or get a Sawzall and then like drape the entire bathroom with plastic Sawzall up the body oh my God. and do everything. Uh, like, and they, they get it all like wrapped up and everything. And then just as they're, finishing up um 
like her body's in pieces. It's not, hasn't been wrapped in plastic, but they've cut her all up. She's in the tub. There's like blood all over this, like looks like a crazy killing room. There's a, di- the, a ring at the door uh-huh. and it's the security going, Hey, we've heard, we've had noise complaints. Could you guys keep it down? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's about to leave. And for some reason he like sees like the door, the bathroom door is slightly ajar yeah. and he sees something. Yeah. He's like, I got to look at this. And he like kind of pushes in, pushes past. Yeah. And like, they're, they're all like, Hey man, it's okay. like, you're doing that thing where they're trying not to. Yeah. 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 And he then gets to the bathroom, opens the door, sees the body cut up. Yeah. Turns around and Christian Bale has, or Christian Bale, uh, Christian Slater has grabbed a corkscrew uh-huh. and then proceeds to punch him in the chest a bunch of times with this corkscrew. They then close the door on him and he is begging that they like, he's just this security guard just begging. Don't do this, please. I don't want to die. And it's like, 45 50 seconds of this guy the guy dying Ugh. that's what this like yeah. we get to that point in this movie where it's like yeah um, totally and then like the whole, the rest of the movie is like him then like the four the five friends like slowly like not like falling apart and like people yeah. losing their their conscience getting to them and like sure they're end up like killing each other off oh my gosh down to the, anyway it's a it's a fucking it's not a fun movie <laughs> and i was expecting like a like hey, it's a they, yeah if it's they, they kill somebody like <laughs> yeah 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 and oh it was not gosh. it was like oh this is actually what would happen if Ugh. this happened yeah yeah this one i mean uh basically once the like all of the murders have happened yeah it becomes a cartoon again a little bit yeah you know like yeah you get the home depot scenes the hair caught in the thing we don't know how to use the stuff also was there a time at home depot that just had giant ass bags of lie (laughs) i mean maybe you still can get giant ass bags of lie florida florida rules are different um uh so and then uh everything like the the walls close in fairly quickly for for them um you and the arrests happen pretty quickly yep uh the like whole like force of the miami police department has like gathered together and they're like these are the guys yep this person does this this person does this and almost simultaneously it seems like they're all like swatted basically yeah boom at work boom you know right we want to get them all at once which honestly is more functional than I expected the Miami PD to be. <laughs> sure. Um, and uh, so they do that with the exception of Lugo, uh, who sees like, them. Yeah. Who sees them. You get the speedboat thing. Um, and he's like going after the Bahamas. Like he's still going for right. more, you know, like, right. Cause he, he's out of resources. <clears throat> yeah. And then he remembers that they, has, he has a, resource in right uh and kershaw is like with the police right um and in like a weird and like this is maybe the most unbelievable thing of this whole story is kershaw himself running doyle over yeah as the like getaway thing is just like this like why is he even remotely yeah. in the vicinity. I get, I get why he's in Miami. I don't get why he's in the Bahamas. Sure. Yeah. 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 Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I do, I actually, I like up until the end, like he's just still a dick where like, he hasn't told people. Yeah, of course. Cause they're like, where would he be going? He's like, he's probably going to the Bahamas. And it's like, why would he be going to the Bahamas? It's like, well, I still have a, like a, a cash there. And they're like, and I think Ed Harris actually says like, it is really hard to, to <laughs> like, like, to take you as a victim or so like yeah, to yeah. like you as a victim or something like, like, like you are making this. <laughs> Nobody yeah. wants to help you. Right. Totally. 
Uh, and so they, Kershaw runs him over. So they've, they got uh, they've got the trio. Uh, we get a little bit of the trial. I was like, this is the point like in ba- the Bahamas where I was like, I kind of want him to get away. <laughs> sure. Which yeah. is dumb because no, I don't. Right. Of course. But yeah, yeah, of any of the three, absolutely not him. Right. Um, and, oh, we uh, kind of, sk- oh, it doesn't matter. Uh, it, and at the, uh, trial Doyle basically rolls him. I fuck. And I also like that. They like, eh, yeah, of course he did. Yeah. Like they're just like, what would we expect? Yeah, totally. Um, I also, I, I very much liked, uh, the, the girlfriend. Um, no, it was, no, it was his wife. It was, it was, uh, it was Adrian's wife yeah. who like goes after the DA's, uh, like the assistant DA. Yeah. I don't, there's, there's something about, <laughs> and this? like, I don't, I don't know her stuff at all. Rebel Wilson. Yeah, I don't. I, she's fine. But like there was something about like I I didn't love that. My problem with her character was that everything felt like a weird addressing the audience stand up bit yes. suddenly. And I was like, it felt it. It totally felt weird. Yes. And like a cameo from somebody whose thing I was supposed to know. Yes. That I mean, is that her thing? Like, yes. The like snarky. I know I've not, I don't particularly enjoy her, enjoy her work because of that, those exact experience. Uh I find, I find her frustrating going like, you're not sinking into this character. It's just you. That's what I, that's, and that's what I surmised. I was like, this feels like this actress's thing rather than a character, which is weird because like, especially for this, everybody else is putting in like weirdly sinking into characters that they don't normally play. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I just like that interaction. I felt very Florida sure. for her to be more give, <laughs> like, like we're on trial. Like the reason we're on a trial is like these people murdered, they tried to murder three people. They murdered two of them. Yeah. But like she's hung up because the assistant DA tried to get finger blasted by the, sure. by her ex-husband. <laughs> just like this felt so Florida. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and then we get the like, here's what actually happened to all these people. And it, you know, pretty well matches up. Yeah. Um, Which uh, I believe, if I understand correctly, Lugo and Adrian are still on death row. Yeah. Like there's, they haven't been right put to death, but they're still on death row. Yep. Uh, and uh, Mark Schiller, AKA Victor Kershaw in the movie. Which is so funny because I saw like they put in multiple days, like we've like changed names to protect them. It's like, this is a, a massive case. Their name was everywhere. Yeah, totally. Like, how are you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess like there's probably like something very specific about like defamation or whatever. I'm sure. If you know, like it can be fully based on a thing, but if you say the actual name, name. it's a problem. And I mean, if it, somebody's going to be litigious, I feel like Vic, the guy who played Victor Kershaw would, or the guy, like the Victor Kershaw character would. And he was. So Mark Schiller sued the production company oh, over still his did? portrayal. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and, and also in real life, after he testified in court, after he testified, his own lawyers charged him with a fraudulent Medicare scheme for $14 million. No, and they by, were like, by great, after, we got what you, you needed. By after, because I read the same file, literally the, like, the minute right. he left the, the courtroom from yep. testifying, we, they, they we got what him. we needed from you, sir. Thank you. We're and also, <laughs> right. You're, you're just <laughs> escaping. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that about does it for, uh, pain and gain. I, I was hoping that our talking about it would actually provide me some clarity. I'm at the same point where I, I, I think I will say this is a good movie. 
Like you'll not get me to say that it was a good movie. Um, that's fair, but, uh, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Yeah. I thought this was going to be very painful and it, it was at points, but like sure. appropriately slow. So yeah. like I actually, I, I appreciate that Michael Bay made death difficult. Like, yeah, there's sure. not like, I can't think of another like mainstream director, especially doing like what Michael Bay typically is. Cause like the rampant death in, uh, the third transformers that we watched, like they <laughs> just like, they just murdered half of Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. The like just eviscerating people with impunity. Right. And no, like, well, as long as Shia LaBeouf's still alive, that's the most important but, thing. But like watching, watching Lugo, gaslight Paul yeah. to kill, to run over his head and then immediately flip on him and be going like, well, you did it. And right. like, why are we saying, and I like <laughs> Dwayne Johnson going like, why are we saying you, it should be, no, we, <laughs> we, we yeah, yeah, yeah. killed him. And it's like, well, I just give you options. Yeah. It's like fucking hell. Yeah, totally. The dynamic is, is super well played again. Yeah. I think I agree with you that the performances are awesome. I do think that it is long for the type of movie that it is. And for sure, I, I, I do go back to the, like, there is something about the, like, how confusingly beautiful everything is that to me just feels like a weird faux aesthetic that is slapped onto a story that I don't think needs it. And potentially like, I I also get your point of it maybe adding to the like faux American dream thing. But I, I think that regardless, I would have enjoyed the grittier version of this where these humans all look like gnarly Florida men. (laughs) I, what I, you know what I think what it is maybe you know is, I want the main character to be riffraff basically yeah oh for sure <laughs> for sure I I think what's interesting here is that this feels like the alternative movie that never movie that never would have gotten made like what this feels like this story would have been made by the Coen Brothers and somebody would have gone like I would have loved to see what Michael Bay would have done with this movie sure. and it would never like people were like ha that would have been interesting you know what I mean yeah and but we got the inverse yeah yeah totally and it, it's like. And it's not, I don't think it's bad. I don't think it, it, I don't think it necessarily like the weird, like tonal overlay hurt it. I think it gave it a different dimension. I also say that I would have preferred this movie if Riff Raff had starred in it. And then I'm realizing that as I say that, that that movie is just Spring Breakers. Yes. Yes. This movie is that. Spring Breakers is just Riff Raff. Like it's, it's (laughs) well, Yes, but I just mean like it. No, you're right. In, in a thematic way, like yes. it is, you know, like thing. kind of the same telling um, in two different ways. Um, but who, anyways, who direct? It doesn't matter. I, uh, Harmony Corrin, I think. Oh, is it? Yeah. One of the things I also just when we were looking at the files, uh, I just think it's a really interesting thing. The two writers, the, the writing pair that wrote this basically went on to write every um, like post Iron Man uh, Marvel movie. Oh, that's funny. They've basically done all of the, like once the, the Russo <laughs> brothers took over and started just like, like mainlining. Cause there's a point where like, you've got a couple of weird uh, Marvel movies where they haven't really found their ground. And then suddenly like they go, okay, Avengers one. And then everything past that has a very specific tonality. Uh-huh. They basically wrote everything from then on, huh. which is, it's an interesting trajectory. Cause it's not, totally. Like it felt like this was like the adult thing and it got them to the door and then they were like, what do you guys want to do next? We've got these Marvel ones and like, yes, we will, we will cash out. Uh, Adam, should we see if we can get out of this Michael Bay time loop? Yeah, I would like that. One moment processing.
Memory quality within acceptable guidelines. Please stand by as temporal transport is initiated in 3, 2, 1. Backwards again, we're in December 1967. December 12th, 1967. Okay. This concludes today's adventure. None of This Is Real is brought to you by Adam Farnsworth, Nick Rennes, and a sentient time machine. Our theme song, 21st Century Coyote, and our outro music, Pirates of the Known Dinghy, were written and performed by John Van Dusen. Visit noneofthisisreal.com for more information on the podcast. Also, follow at N-O-T-I-R pod on Instagram and Twitter. That's N-O-T-I-R-P-O-D. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and anywhere fine podcasts are sold. Podcasts, it's radio for millennials. Our behind-the-scenes podcast, Some of This is Real, is available exclusively by joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash N-O-T-I-R pod. Thank you for listening, and remember, none of this is real. Sonic Bazaar.